Welcome to Sports Weekly with Ayaz Memon. Hello and welcome to Sports Weekly. I'm your host Ayaz Memon. Uh, this week's show has got all the ingredients that we have planned, you know, from the start of the when when we started this podcast, which means that we will be focusing, of course, on the Indian Premier League, but also on sports being played elsewhere. Now, before I get into discussing all of these, uh, let me draw in my co-host and my good friend, Mr. Fantastic, uh, because uh, he has got some issues that he needs to discuss. Obviously, apart from the fact that the last time I think his fantasy picks kind of bombed, so he's got to he's got to vent his uh, in, you know kind of unhappiness over here. But he's also got lots of queries about other sports being played apart from cricket. Hello and welcome, Mr. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Ayaz. Pleasure to be on the show as always. And yes, my fantasy picks did bomb the last time we spoke, but I have made up for it in this week past. We'll come to that later. There's been a bit of an upheaval, though, which I want to chat about first in European football, with the whole Super League start shouldn't start. It was three years in the making, and it took less than forty-eight hours for it to unravel. And what a dramatic unraveling it was! From fans up in arms, demonstrations outside the major clubs that were supposed to be a part of it, to the six major British clubs pulling out. within a day of the backlash incredible i mean where have we seen this before ayas any any parallels we could draw possibly i'm i'm trying to think where uh, something like this has happened and frankly uh, you know i i can't think of another parallel because this is quite quite astonishing uh, inspired i think from a lot of money from the us and a lot of it done surreptitiously i think that's what got uh, you know got 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 everybody's goat especially of of fans who support these clubs and at least those that are english clubs and uh, you know the temerity i think to believe that they could pull something like this off without getting the consent or the assent of the fans is something that boggles my mind i mean ultimately every sports ecosystem survives on on fans primarily apart from the players so these are the two biggest stakeholders yes there are people who back talent and who draw in fans by investing money which are the promoters but i think they are not you know the two pillars are the players and the fans uh, i think here they completely misjudged that the fans would go along with the team with the franchise with the with the club and with the players look the players you know some of them even if they had reservations might just go below the radar because there's so much money to be made or you don't want peer disapproval happening uh, but you know at the, at the end of the day i think the fans just put the whole thing in perspective and said buzz off now i'm just trying to think has it happened elsewhere did it happen with the kerry packer circus in a way yes because the kerry packer circus became a kind of a rebel series it wasn't part of cricket's mainstream series those who played there were banned by their respective boards but some good came out of it it went on for 2 years there were two seasons of the packer series night cricket colored clothing more money for the players uh, that all came in i'm trying to think of where else the rebel series in south africa that was of a different genre from kerry packer because uh, you know they were going into a country which was propagating apartheid and which was south africa was banned by the rest of the world in terms of sporting ties so these were renegade players uh, from the west indies from sri lanka from england some australians who went there 
who actually, in my in my opinion, by doing so, supported apartheid, which was condemnable and reprehensible. In a kind of a milder form, you could say that the Indian Cricket League, which started here, uh, but that was, you know, it was within, uh, it, it was not breaking the sport to the extent that, you know, what the Super League people were trying to do. Uh, I think the ICL was trying to cash in. Then they got bumped off by the IPL, which was part of the Indian, you know, cricket system. And therefore, ICL became an outcast. But beyond that, frankly, I think this this was quite a, uh, till it lasted, it was it was quite a diabolical exercise. It was crazy. And I can assure you that fans that I've been in touch with are still in a state of shock that something like this could have even come to a point where the league was announced was supposed to kick off in two months. Uh, but, well, let's hope all's well that ends well and that this is indeed over. Although uh, the conveners of the league are assuring that the clubs that had signed up are not going to be able to leave. So much, much more drama yet to be played out on this. Uh, moving on, this is an Olympics year. Well, so was last year, but this year it seems more likely than not to happen despite protests coming in from Japan. And there's a very interesting report that's come out which says India will win 17 gold medals in the Olympics. Uh, these are being set to come to India in boxing, wrestling, archery and weightlifting. And uh, this report that put it uh, put out the number is also saying how many in each of the disciplines we are likely to win. What do you make of this, Ayaz? Well, it's interesting. And Grace Note is not something that you can, you know, snub the, the observations or the projections that they've made. They may not be completely accurate, but I think what, what is fairly accurate is they've, they've uh, recognized the discipline where at least Indians have a chance, which is shooting, boxing, wrestling, archery and weightlifting. Now, the issue is how many? Will it be 17? Will it be 7? Uh, will it be perhaps 19? We don't know. I think also a lot of this will def- depend, Mr. Fantastic, on which countries do end up at the Olympics and which don't. If there are countries that are very good at these, these sports, these disciplines, and they don't come to the Olympics and India, then obviously India's chances are enhanced that much more. But if all the countries participate, then it can get tough. 17 medals is a is a big call. You know, it's a, it's almost double or more than double of what India's ever got at the Olympics. So this is going to take some doing. However, it suggests that there is some progress made in these disciplines. Absolutely. And this... If India does actually score this tally, it will probably be the largest since independence. And that says quite a bit. So let's hope it is true and uh, that this report is indeed something that uh, becomes fact. Moving on to fact and the fact that Nadal, Djokovic and Federer to some extent have been struggling of late. Is this the start of the next generation finally taking over? They've been threatening for the last few years, but... The big three have just ruled despite age, despite better uh, skills with some of the others. Uh, it's a mental thing. You know, finally, all fans have agreed that mental strength is something which is separating the big three from the others. But we saw Djokovic lose two tournaments. Uh, the best he did was semi-final. Uh, Nadal lost and he barely won his final against Tsitsipas in Barcelona. Uh, Federer still struggling with injury. Are we finally ready for the next wave of players? I think it's about time to visit it. I mean, much as we admire these guys, I mean, these guys have been marvelous. But you know, Federer has been around for two decades. Uh, Nadal is 17, 18 years on the circuit. No, Djokovic will be about 15 years. So, I mean, 
they've had their great run. They're still terrific. Uh, makes no mistake. But I think they seriously need challenges now. It's happening even in the women's game, as we know. And therefore, the women's game currently appears to be richer with newer faces, fresh legs, fresh lungs, uh, more ambition. But I think one needs to also bear in mind a couple of things. You did mention that Federer's come on the back, coming back from injury. So that takes a little while. And also it takes longer because, frankly, there's nothing else happening in this uh, pandemic, in, you know, infected world where activities are so low-key uh, in sports, certainly, and certainly at the highest level. So to Nadal and Dokovic, you know, uh, so while we talk about, yes, I mean, these guys are, rich enough to have their own courts, their own coaches, practice as much as they want. But it is not like playing in a competition. Any any elite athlete will tell you that the stiffest test comes not when you're training alone or by your, or with your friend or your colleague or your coach, but when you are actually playing a match, even if it's against a lower-ranked player, that's where you feel your adrenaline going up and your, you know, your, your drive to win come to the fore. Now, it could be that they are a little uh, subdued, if I may say so, because they haven't had too much, too many matches. Neither has had the youngsters. But the youngsters will be greedier in terms of ambition than some of these guys who have won so many accolades over the years. This is all speculation. We'll have to wait and see once the French Open starts as to how they start playing because that will give us a far clearer index. So, uh, do you want to hazard a prediction for the winner of the French Open? I don't know if it's a hazard, really, but I would still pick Nadal, you know, on, on clay. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? I want to go with I want to go with team or Sitsipas, just just for freshness' sake. Yeah, I mean, let's hope there's a yeah, new I champion. Mean, you know, that's that's a that's a desire that you want some new face. But I'm saying if you want if you want to still go with uh, uh, somebody who looks the favorite, I would I would pick Nadal. Well, always the realist, and that's why I am the fantasy player. Moving on to the fantasy picks of the week. And, well, Ayaz didn't shy away from saying that I did badly in the week previous. But this week was really good. And uh, my game has upped for sure. I have finally figured out who are the must-haves in your team. Uh, one trick that really served me well over the past few games has been picking an unknown player or a relatively unknown, someone who's not a star or played, you know, uh, crores of rupees, wink, wink, to be the captain because these guys have been performing very well and they are actually making the difference. So in the matches to come, which are now going to happen in Ahmedabad and Delhi, you would be well served by having a spinner or two for sure because spinners are still holding sway uh, as you would with a few Indian batsmen up the order. Now, we know that Faf Duplessis is doing fabulously well. Uh, so is Chris Gale, although a little subdued. But the Indian players are the ones who have really made a difference. I mean, uh, Devdutt Padikal for uh, RCB partnering Captain Kohli and just whitewashing a 10-wicket win and uh, chasing 170 was amazing. Keep an eye out for those combinations. Risk it a little bit with your captain and vice-captain selection. You will come up on the good side of the results. Now, speak, sticking with the IPL, Ayaz, there's a lot of players who are leaving the IPL from R. Ashwin to Kane Richardson, Adam Zampa, Liam Livingston, Andrew Tai, and these are the non-injury list. What's going on? Well, look, I think, uh, you know, there is, there is the uh, realization that there is a tsunami which has hit India. And obviously, it, it takes a toll of you, at least mentally, uh, if not physically, because you're living your... Every waking hour, every minute, 
you're reading about what is happening in the country and frankly it's uh, it just is so tragic and it's so overwhelmingly tragic because it is a really sad situation and we had for instance adam gilkus raising the query in a tweet uh, whether the ipl he, he didn't say yes or no but he put a question mark should the ipl be played at this point in time with the country going through you know so much uh, you know so much trouble uh, going through so much trouble we've had r ashwin who's pulled out from delhi capitals out of the tournament uh, to be with his as he put it his family and extended family in 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 their in the times of covid uh, and there are reports that kane richardson adam zampa liam livingston has already gone and dutai a, a lot of them are aussies i also sense that a lot of them these guys who names that i've taken are not regulars in the playing 11 so they are probably feeling that hey why should we be hanging around here not sure whether we'll play even a single game or at most one or two games so now look it's not a easy situation to be in by cancelling the ipl it's not mitigating the tragedy the tragedy is caused not by the ipl it's been caused by various issues so but i think somewhere what is lacking or has been you know is being missed and therefore that's being talked about is a is an overt show of concern and empathy by the bcci stroke the players participating in the ipl now i don't mean there are perfunctory things that are being done players come frequently on television and say please wear a mask please use sanitizer please wash your hands etc etc uh it needs to be i think a lot more proactive and a lot more if i want to for better word a little more aggressive this messaging this you know you need to feel that these guys are participants in this fight against covid in india and the other is a more tangible uh, contribution towards you know helping families that have been destroyed it is it's the the tragedy is monumental let's face it i mean you know let's not run away from it one of the things that is being argued in favor of the ipl is that it gives us some semblance of normalcy in our lives and there is a point to that you know every every night you feel okay you know it's not only total destruction there is still something that is we can cling on to so to that i mean people can sit at home and watch movies or listen to songs or talk to each other on the phone and you know crack jokes that's not sinful but i think what needs to also be done is because it's such a public display such a public show the usual uh you know almost gosh atmosphere of uh, the ipl should be subdued should be understated and in many ways or in as many ways as possible the awareness of how to deal with covid and the help towards victims of covid should be played up in my opinion that's a very very valid point i mean there needs to be some visible contribution coming in from uh, the richest sporting league in the world uh but coming back to the game how do you think the exit of these players will affect their respective teams if at all look i mentioned i mean look r ashwin leaving delhi capital is a big blow because he is amongst the best players in the world and has been a very strong influential player in the league in men for many many years uh he's not had a great season so far but it could also be because his mind was distracted to somewhere else he's not been amongst the wickets as much as one knows him to be kane richardson adam zampa both for playing for one uh uh one franchise the same franchise uh adam zampa hasn't got a game as yet kane richardson has had one game i think perhaps and look the aussies have been uh, a little more worried or concerned or willing to you know say take a decision we'll go back 
and we've seen that uh, even earlier before the tournament started some players pulled out josh hazelwood and so on so uh, will it affect the composition and the balance of the team of course it will i mean that's why they were chosen in the squad because they brought something to the table but i don't you know none of these names except ashwin and of course ben ben stokes and jofra archer who for different reasons uh, are missing in action uh, the others are were all are or are peripheral peripheral players they're not usually in the main playing 11 but certainly it will affect the composition of the squad got so while a lot of these key players will make way for some of the indian players and that might just be a good thing a, well a sort of a blessing in disguise for some of them uh, there have already been some very noteworthy performances in this past week uh, none more so than ravindra jadeja taking the royal challengers bangalore to task over a dropped catch i mean how much is dan christian ruining that right now it was a really simple catch as well i must add oh absolutely and dan christian otherwise is a fabulous fielder uh, he's not been able to show his best form with bat and ball in india in the ipl but you know in the bbl and elsewhere that he plays we know that he's a he's a very uh, you know he's a very accomplished all rounder and especially where fielding is concerned so for for him to drop uh, ravindra jadeja on zero and then see the consequences of that subsequently must have been quite infuriating because jadeja was just just took the bowling to the cleaners and especially harshal patel i think that's really what will be worrying rcb now there are two things that come to come to my mind by the mauling that uh, jadeja gave them and you know he took 37 runs of harshal patel's last over so one is that the the, the aura around harshal who's the highest wicket taker in the tournament that and that you know he is the most difficult bowler to hit in the death overs that aura has dissipated in one innings from jadeja uh, virat kohli used to bring harshal patel on to bowl in the 12th or 13th over knowing that he'll give him four overs on the trot now he'll have to rethink the other thing which has happened is because of that massive defeat against chennai chennai super kings won by 69 runs so rcb are now not number 1 they've been toppled from the points table from number 1 to number 3 now number 1 is csk number 2 is delhi capital number 3 is uh, rcb all three have eight points but rcb's net run rate has suffered massively because of this defeat and this becomes very crucial as the tournament goes ahead because to get into the playoffs if it's a question of choosing between two teams with equal points it's net run rate which counts and even within the playoff which team goes uh, you know finishes in the top 2 where you get two chances to reach you know to to win the title there again the net run rate can become very crucial so this has been a very very bad defeat for rcb and i i, I just wonder uh, how quickly they can recover from this demoralizing defeat absolutely that that middle section of the table is starting to resemble all of us during lockdown it's getting more and more crowded and bigger while ravindra jadeja stood out for his you know antics there were a few other notable performances would you would you want to share just one more of those that caught your eye over the last 7 days it certainly has to be kane williamson you know uh, getting uh, i mean sunrisers hyderabad won one match and uh, almost won the second they lost it in the super over uh, but to get them to the super over it was kane williamson you know i mean they'd lost David Warner, Johnny Bairstow, uh, the the team is so dependent on these top three batsmen and Kane Williamson, with his 
calm demeanor his you know his stability had helped win, help them get their first points uh, he remained not out in that match and then here again uh, he took them into the super over unfortunately and i think this, there is some blunders that were made i think by david warner i don't think he should have used kane williamson as his batting partner in the in the super over because by that time kane williamson was pooped and johnny bestow who had, had a you know a very powerful cameo inning could have come back completely fresh the other was of course that david bonner in running two runs ran one short otherwise the power play would the super over would also have ended in a tie and there would have been another super over and then who knows what that you know where that may have gone so unfortunately for sunrisers hyderabad uh, they got zero points in that match against delhi capitals despite playing extremely well but that's how the cookie crumbles absolutely so look forward to next week guys remember to get your fantasy picks in order and thanks again ayas for having me on the show thanks thanks mr fantastic as always it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and i hope you'll join us again next week till then take care see you guys join in with me again next week on sports weekly at the same time <laughs> <laughs>